Live. MTL. Oh, caught a fruit fly. Boom. <laughs> Just like that. Don't even know where that came from. All right, so let's get this started off correctly, the right way, and let's just admit that if I texted you today, I told you this was starting at 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, and it is now 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, and that is my bad. I am so sorry, you guys. I had a lot going on today. Um... There's those days when you feel like sometimes you, you can't do anything right. Um, that wasn't my day today, but at least in this area it was, obviously, because I texted people and said, hey, tune in at 6 p.m. Um, nope, my bad. 7 p.m. If we were doing this in person, we would be doing it at 6 because it doesn't make any sense to get together at 7 when it's so dark outside. Right? Yep. Anyway, I love you guys. I'm sorry. I apologize. Hopefully I said the right thing in the email. I don't even know. I need to check that. Jeez. Um, sometimes those small details, but are actually big details, fall through. Oh, 7 p.m. in the email. So if you, yep, see, so you nailed it in one area and then in one area, not so much. Um, anyway, I've got Ann over there. She's looking at comments. She's typing stuff. Whatever. Yeah. Welcome back, guys, to another More to Life on Facebook. Still, through the screen, like this, all that good stuff. You know, last time we talked a little bit about this idea of loneliness. I mentioned that book together, and I talked about those three dimensions. I wanted to kind of like take it a little bit further. You know, we've been talking about connection and human interaction and loneliness and, and all of those things. And sometimes I feel like a one trick pony. Um, all I do is talk about love, right? In kind of a different way or through a slightly different lens. This isn't going to be that different, you know, but I'm putting it out there for you guys. Because I just want to keep challenging us, nudging us, encouraging us, hopefully inspiring us um, to do the right thing. Ooh, I just hit the laptop, sorry. To love. Um, to do the true revelatory thing. To participate and engage and experience and embrace true revelation love. Right? It's that thing. It's that powerful force that we just sometimes can't comprehend, you know? So anyway, tonight we're going to go down that path. Um, I wanted to tell a story, and I might have told it before, and you might have heard it before, but there was, I don't know, it was back when Silas, my oldest, who's going to be 18 this year, and he's a senior in high school. He was definitely in grade school, and he had caught the legitimate influenza as had I, <clears throat> and we were sharing our little quarantine back then in this room, and we were just watching movies, and we were actually watching a Harry Potter movie at the time, and it came to the end of the movie, and Silas leaned over to me, and he said, you know, sometimes my, my eyes, they get all filled with tears, and they get watery. And I said, oh, that's okay, kid. Like, we're both running like 103 fever. That's just what happens. Um, and he goes, no, 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 no. That's not what I mean. 
I mean, like at the end of a movie when everything is all good and it feels right, my eyes get teary. And I said, that happens to dad too. And that's a good thing. Some of you guys know I tend to get a little teary at the weddings I perform and facilitate. And honestly, like I get a little teary at a lot of stuff. My eyes get watery and teary. And I think that's a good thing. Um, I want to encourage us tonight. I did a talk a long time ago about wearing our hearts on our sleeves. And I wanted to to inspire and, and kind of nudge you to try and do that more. I think we would all be a little bit better off if we could wear our hearts on our sleeves. I think it's important for us to, to kind of feel at that kind of depth, right? To be connected at that depth, to know that you're feeling it and I'm feeling it. I see your heart, you see my heart and what that can do for us. Because I do believe that there is this divine presence, divine spirit, and I believe that our hearts beat with that kind of love, right? And that's a commonality. That's a connection that we all carry. It's in us. It's in us to be moved by compassion to action, to help, to intervene, to come alongside of someone else, to respond to hurt and suffering. That's built into us. Our hearts beat that way. Do we always listen? No. Do we always pay attention? Are we sometimes distracted? Are we sometimes too caught up in our own story? Absolutely. So I'm going to nudge us tonight. It's that idea of wearing our hearts on our sleeves. It's that idea of the heartbeat of the divine beating within each and every single human being, right? That we have a heart that longs, desires to do good, to want the best for others, to trust each other, to help out, to connect in that kind of a way. Because then our stories intersect. A lot of times we're off living our own story and we're doing our own thing. And sometimes in our cultures, we've been taught to really focus on that. To really, I mean, that's the highlight. That's the real. Your story is the story. But it's when we find someone else's heart on their sleeve and we see and we experience that kind of a connection that our stories truly intersect. And something powerful, mysterious, and magical happens in those moments for us. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that tonight. I mean, I did a wedding um, recently for someone from Louisiana, and we got to talking. And you guys, I feel stupid. Like, we got to talking, and they just said, oh, yeah, because the hurricane's hitting. And I go, huh? What hurricane? I'm oblivious to that fact. Like, I haven't been watching a lot of news, but even if I was, I don't know that I would have seen news about Louisiana. And she was like, oh, yeah, like, you know, the hurricane's coming in, and and she started talking about it. And 
I just started asking questions. I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know. I feel foolish. Oh my gosh, so what is going on? Tell me more. Like, I mean, do they know, like, what it's going to do? Like, have, has it already done damage? Like, what's happening? Is your family okay? All of those kinds of questions. I resisted the urge, right? Because I felt it coming up in me. The urge to let her know about the fires in Colorado. Like, I don't know what it is in us that wants to one-up somebody's, like, tragedy, you know? It's like they want to tell us something, and then I want to be like, oh, well, did you know? And it was like, no, 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 no. This is like an intersection, and this is a moment where our hearts can connect. This is a moment where we can have this experience, and I can do this thing called love, and I can ask you questions, and I can get to know your story more, and we can have this connection and move forward. Now, my older son, Silas, whose eyes get kind of teary and watery sometimes, he's a senior this year. And it wasn't long ago, a couple of weeks ago, when he got all excited because at their school, they still do that thing where they vote certain seniors for certain things. And Silas got the male <clears throat> daymaker. And he was pretty excited about that. And honestly, I see it. I think my whole family sees it. Like, apparently, Silas is this kid that they voted as, here's the kid, the person, the presence in my day that makes my day, right? Like, he possesses that power, and people notice that in him, that he can do that. That you can maybe be having a pretty sucky day, a bad day, a horrible day, a mediocre day, a sort of day. But Silas walks in and somehow makes your day. Like when people get to the end of the day, they look back and they're like, okay, so what made that day extraordinary? What made it awesome? You know, like sometimes you'll sit around the dinner table, maybe, and you ask, what was the best part of your day? What was the worst part of your day? Well, the best part of my day was when Silas, right, fill in the blank. So Silas was voted daymaker. And that stands out to me right now because I want to take that somewhere with this whole idea of wearing your heart on your sleeve and the power that we possess in one another's lives to alter the course, to actually change the makeup, the feeling, the experience. I have a friend named Tyler Fleming. Tyler Fleming um, we were born in the same month of the same year. We were next door neighbors. We both have dark hair. Um, our moms were friends and we were BFFs for a long, long time. We hung out, we played, we did all these crazy things and, um, still really good friends to this day. Love that brother. Now I can't remember what year it was exactly, but I do remember my mother telling me that Tyler was going to come over that night and that Tyler was coming over to sleep over and hang out, which wasn't that like, you know, abnormal. Like, like this was like a great time, but this one was a little different because Tyler had just found out that his parents were going to get divorced. And so that sort of changed everything. And immediately in my mind, you know what I mean? I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, like I can't imagine. Let's make this night epic, 
right? Let's make this like truly epic. And so, man, busted out my parents' like video camera that was like, I don't know, huge, right? Like I'm trying to look at the screen. Big. It was really big. And you had to wear it on your shoulder, you know? And so we busted out this video camera and we recorded some of the dumbest, most fun stuff that night. And it started this like years long process of us adding to this videotape and just adding dumb stuff. And I still have the videotape. It's crazy now, of course, to go back and watch that stuff. But this idea of day making, making someone's day, right? And connecting in that kind of a way. Right now, I don't know if you're alive. I don't know. Do you if 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 do you remember when you first recognized that people thought differently than you? Right? That like maybe someone operates a different way, thinks a different way, acts a different way, all of that kind of stuff. And like if I'm blowing your mind right now and this is your moment, like it shouldn't be. <laughs> but I'm just saying like, whoa, that we're all unique, that we all have a perspective and a, and a point of view and that that can differ from one person to the next. I mean, if you're watching this and you don't think golden Oreos are better than the chocolate, nasty Ugh, Oreos like right so differences differences in opinions how does the toilet paper go over under oh, blah 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 there's a lot of differing perspectives and points of views out there we're all pretty unique yet our hearts all beat the same way and a lot of times all the stuff that's different gets way too much focus and it creates way too much division right now in the states shoot if you're alive you understand that we've got some polarizing politics happening right now right hate to admit it here's what i'm not down with i'm not down with writing you off because of how you vote i am not down with calling you an enemy because of how you vote like, our hearts are the same. Underneath it all, deep down, that's what we've got going for us. That is where our strength lies. That is where this powerful, crazy force of love dwells and comes out of us. And I'm going to continue to, like, nudge us all towards that as much as I can. Now, back when we did More to Life in person and we would pull up an individual like monthly and interview them with questions. Why would we do this? Because we wanted to get to know these people. And sometimes some of the first questions are the hardest. You just want to establish a small connection to remind us of how similar we all truly are. And so we would pull people up and we would ask questions. And one of my favorite questions to ask someone, if they're willing to go there, is to talk about a significant marker, a significant milestone in their life when there was a clear before 
and a clear after because something took place, right? And that can be good, bad, ugly, everything in between, right? And just to share one of those moments with us. I love like to think about us and our lives as being those significant markers for other people. Because you have a lot of opportunities to do that. Like one of the things my dad always says, he always talks about tombstones and how there's like this beginning number and this end number and then there's this dash and how your life is really the dash. It's the between. There is the before and there is the after, but we are the in between. That's us. Like we are that power for other people, those significant markers. So last time I talked about this whole idea of loneliness and and this idea of there being these three dimensions. I wrote them down again. The intimate emotional loneliness that we can experience, the social relational loneliness that we can experience, and the collective kind of meaning and purpose, like this group moving forward loneliness that we can experience in our lives and how disruptive that can be when we're experiencing loneliness in any of those three dimensions. And what kind of like remedies that loneliness is this power of love. Like uncovering, recognizing, wearing it on your sleeve, the heart of the divine. Like one of the things I love about my Christian heritage uh, is just that like throughout the Bible, you see this divine presence saying over and over again, over and over and over again, that I hear those that hurt. I hear those that suffer. It breaks my heart. And when I hear that or read that or think about that, and knowing that that same heart beats within us, that makes me realize more and more that my eyes should be filling up with tears. My eyes should be welling up. I should feel that same sense of brokenness. I should be able to hear that same cry from other people. So I want to encourage you guys in three ways tonight, three simple ways. I mentioned one last week um, or two weeks ago or whenever we did this last. It was the idea of sitting Shiva Shiva um, with each other. It's just this idea of being with other people. You don't have to say anything. In fact, it's better if you don't say anything. You know what's going to be most powerful? Just your presence, your withness, to be with someone else. That's it. The second thing I'm going to encourage you guys to do is this idea of day making. Alter the course by making someone's day. That's the third thing. Uh, The second thing, sorry. (laughs) See, it's one of those days. Um, The third thing is just dialogue and conversation. It's that idea of relationship again can't be in relationship with someone if we don't have dialogue. We have to ask the right questions. We have to also listen. We also have to share. We have to risk. We have to get to know other people. 
I'm going to encourage you in these three ways because here's what I sat with all day today. I really think we, in communities, in states, as a nation, I think we need to get closer. That's going to be the title of tonight's talk, Closer. I feel like we're all getting so far apart. I feel like we're all getting so divided. And even with physical distance, we can still be close in our hearts through the connection of the power of love, we can honestly become closer. And I know that closeness does so many things for us. Like I used to do this goofy egg demonstration with students, you know, when you step on one egg and it just smashes, but then you pull out the eggs and you put them in the carton and you step on them all. And because there's so many of them and the weight is equally distributed, none of them crack. It's that whole idea that we honestly, genuinely are stronger together, more so than we could ever be as individuals. Closer is better. And closer is also hard. And it's not always easy. And it can be really tough. So, back to my three things. Altering the course and making someone's day. Who's made your day recently? Right? I want you to pull up some of those good vibes and think about those people. Like, pull that good energy up. And, and ride that wave a little bit. And whose day could you make? Ah, we possess that power. We do. And when you make someone's day or when someone makes your day, instantly you're closer. You feel it. You know it. It's true. On to the second thing. Sitting Shiva. Just being with someone that can be over the phone that can be in person, that can be physically distanced. Being with someone, letting them know that you've got their back. Who's been with you and through what? And who can you be with, right? Third thing, knowing someone, getting to know them. Asking the right questions, putting in the time, putting in the effort to get to know someone. It's not always easy. and It can be hard, especially if you're tired or you feel exhausted already. But getting to know someone, there's someone in your life who's taken the time and they've gotten to know you. And you have a relationship that's close. And that should be treasured and, and adored and embraced and I would love to just throw out there, who in your life could you get to know better? Could you get to know more? We can start to practice ways of getting closer. Closer to people that we already love, people that we already know, people that are somewhat distant, people that are different, people that like are just unlike us. Because when we get to experience that kind of closeness... We as humanity, in our communities, we become stronger, more resilient, tougher, like, and just truer. 
because of that kind of closeness and the power of love that happens in there. Our hearts beat the same, but we have to choose to wear them on our sleeve. We have to choose closeness. Now, I, I've been carrying this story forever. Um, I think I heard it back when I was in college, and it just struck a chord with me. So I want you to like just listen to it just for a second. But it was about some missionary who traveled to this remote place in the world at the time, and they didn't have a lot of outside influences. And so they were there, and they were trying to educate a group of children in this, let's call it village, town, whatever. And so they started kind of educating them, and then they wanted to measure the success of, of, of what they were implementing. And so what they did was they administered tests. And they were so shocked to learn at how well they had been teaching these students because every time they administered these tests, everything came back 100% right from 100% of the kids. And they were blown away, you know? And then it started to feel like, and this is too good to be true. I mean, how can this even be possible? We're not that good, are we? And so then they decided to actually pay a little bit more close attention when they administered the tests. And they were giving these kids the tests. And anytime one of the kids didn't know the answer, they would talk to another kid and the kid would tell them the answer. And so they would just share all of the knowledge and all get 100%. And so when they were confronted about this and they were like, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing this? They could not wrap their heads around not helping one another when they didn't know the answer. They just couldn't get it. And the story went that, like, the whole missionary people were just frustrated. <laughs> like, it frustrated them to no end. Because this group of people didn't understand that kind of competition between one another. Like, if, if someone's in need, surely... I'm just going to help them out because when we help one another out, when we're there for one another like that, when we stand together, we're strong and that's us. That's what we do. I love that story. That story makes so much sense to me in so many ways. And I know some of you probably right now are trying to unpack it. You're playing devil's advocate and being like, well, competition is a good thing. And I just want us to sit with, the truth that I can want the best for you. I can hope for the best for you and I can work toward that goal. And that isn't a bad thing that can connect us. Like when someone is in need, we can respond. We can wear our heart on our sleeve. We can let our hearts beat strongly and we can come together and be closer and stronger as a result. My friend, James Cutnow, shout out to James. He sent me an article today and he was like, hey, just a little food for thought, something to chew on. And I was like, dude, this is right up the alley of what I wanted to talk about tonight. So if you want to get a little fun read, go Google the BBC article that is about the single word that connects Denmark. The BBC article the single word that connects Denmark. Now, this article is written specifically because of COVID um, and their response to it. And the word, I can't even pronounce it. I'm not even going to try to, but they have this word that essentially means community spirit, 
or social mindedness. But Denmark is is showing some really great results because there's this trust in their community, this strong, incredible sense of communal spirit and social responsibility for the whole community um, that they carry. I would go read the article if I were you. Just go check it out. Um, As with every article, you know, I like this, I don't like this. It's all good. But read the article and just see what stands out to you as something positive. I'm wondering, like, as human beings, like, how we can begin to trust one another again. Because I feel like some of that trust is lost. And when I read that article, I was like, this is really, really cool. And I understand that the word socialism can be a trigger for some people right now. (laughs) I get that. But... Me wanting the best for you, me wanting to care for you, me wanting to help you, me wanting to carry you, come alongside you through hard times. I mean, I want people in my life like that. Um, I want to be close with people like that. And I think as we can start practicing different ways to become closer, we'll establish some more trust even though we might see things differently and not from the same angle. Like, the minute we we start calling one another enemy, I feel like it all starts to break down. Um, So anyway, I wanted to talk tonight about being closer, about day-making, about being with one another, about getting to truly know each other all with the same goal of getting closer and seeing that we all have the same hearts underneath it all. And we can respond in ways that allows us to connect and experience some stuff that otherwise we just couldn't experience. So that's pretty much what I've got tonight, that we should get closer and we can do it. And we can practice things and experience a closeness that connects us and makes us stronger, that we can work toward humanity's good. And we can do that together, even though we see things differently, sometimes very differently. But man, we can still be close. I think we can. So anyway, that's all I got. Until next time, I guess, right? And um, next time we'll be at 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Despite whatever I put out there, it's going to be at 7. I'm not going to move it to 6. I like 7. I like 7. So we're going to stick with 7. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's it, right? That's all? Anything back there from the... No. She's shaking her head. Nope. Um, Someone's knocking on my door. I don't know who it is. But anyway, much love. Much peace. Um, I pray that we all just get closer and know each other and experience the love that really connects all of us. All right? All right, guys. Have a good night. We'll talk soon.